Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The Colts decided to lose a game. It's the only way I can possibly describe it. They're up 16 to 9. No, 16 to 7. Sorry, they're up by 9 points and they lose 17 to 6. Took me a while to figure out my take here. I think I've got it. Tony Katz. Good to be with you. JMV joins us from 935 1075. The fan, uh, you are there, you're in the perch, you're watching this game, you watch this, what I'm going to refer to as a collapse at the end, but there's much more uh, to it. So give me the 30,000-foot overview, exactly what does this loss mean to you or say to you? Well, Tony, you mentioned just how it, it, it felt when you were watching it yesterday. Here's how it felt to me. I think a lot of Colts fans would be more sick about it, had unfortunately now it not been expected that's just kind of what we expect from this team and let me explain myself on that so you put yourself in a position where you know you're up a couple of scores and you you hold on and you only settle for a field goal so you're up six they have to go the length of the field if they get the ball back uh, you don't you're not able to extend the drive for the clock they get the ball back and then something that i think all of us were pretty reasonable in security wise leaning on the defense to close it out against you know Taylor Heineke and an offense of the commanders that hadn't done a lot over the course of the afternoon. And what happens, buddy? They go right down the field and score, and you get, as a Colts fan, again, what has become, I think, very common to expect. And that is not good at all across the board. Uh, I am curious as to whether or not this fan base is a believer in the team and not a believer in the coach and the GM. I think that is more and more the case. But I, before we get into that, I want to get into this defense. I want to get into Stephen Gilmore. I want to get into the lack of pressure uh, on Taylor Heineke. The it, You had a, a defensive line that seemed to get absolutely nowhere near the, the Washington Defenders uh, quarterback. Absolutely nowhere. You, and it's funny, you, you, you did record... Uh, uh, a sack. You you recorded. Uh, uh, I wait. Did you record a sack? Yeah, two. You recorded uh, two sacks uh, on on the day. But when it was necessary, zero pressure. When you got pressure, Heineke escapes, and there was zero ways this this offensive this defensive line had uh, of containing him. What does that say to you? No, Tony, you're right. It, it says that they struggle in closing games in a lot of respects. And I do want to double back to something you just said, you know, regarding the, the Colts fan, the public trust. Um, it, 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 it is certainly faded, no doubt, with Frank Reich. It is faded. And we'll get into, I'm sure, you know, what was said. You know, you could tell yesterday Jim Irsay had kind of sent out a couple of uh, uh, thoughts to Chris Mortensen and Ian Rappaport about where they are at the present time with both coach and general manager. But, yeah, the, the public confidence in the head coach is at its lowest point where I can remember it, certainly over the Reich era, not much better with the general manager. And then ultimately with his team, you know, just being able to close out. You know, it's funny. You look back at Sam Ellinger. We talked about this at the end of the week, you know, what you expect from him. 
he played well enough to win that game. And it's funny because the week prior, Tony, we said, you know what, that defense deserved better. They played well enough to win that game. They just can't put it all together at once, and that has been that has been really a symptom of the Reich era over these years, not being able to put at all a complete game together. And you saw that, and you saw it bite them again yesterday, Tony. Talking to JMV from 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. We talk about that last drive. We talk about Taylor Heineke of the Commanders. Um, with uh, that that drive, being able to hit uh, Terry McLaurin uh, there uh, at the one-yard line, and you heard Shaquille Leonard defending his teammate, and I, and I think rightfully so, you cannot expect uh, Gilmore. You cannot expect Stephon Gilmore to cover this receiver for 10 seconds. We need to get more pressure on the quarterback. No, I want to right object about, to yeah. that. I want to object to that because Gilmore was there and let McLaren get the ball. Now, I'm not in that positioning, right? It's a little hard to be like me saying, why didn't you get the ball? But, man, you knew that was the only thing you couldn't have happen, and you're there. Isn't there an argument be made for he was there and he got beat? Yeah, he did. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. And, and Shaquille Leonard's going to stand up for his teammate. No right. question. But, yeah, he was there, and he got beat. And, you know, McLaurin's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL going, the, the Cathedral grad, and, you know, made a play in front of his hometown fans right there. And that's something I think you would expect. But you made the point where you got to make sure that you close it out. And it starts up front defensively with closing it out. And they, they unfortunately could not do it. And, again, Sam Ellinger, Tony, he did deserve better. I didn't think he was great. I still think he's just a future backup quarterback. Uh, but he deserved better than ultimately what he got yesterday. And now this team's really really circling the drain with you know two straight coming up here on the road in New England and in the Vegas coming up in two weeks. So let's talk about this offense really quick. And the thing that, that, that struck me in this is that you have Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries for 76 yards. Now, that's what happens when you do a lot of three and outs. You don't have enough plays that you're actually able to run. But the yeah. man only had 16 carries. What, what has happened to the idea of run the damn ball when you've got that offensive line and you've got Jonathan Taylor and, by the way, Naeem Hines in your backfield? But I think it all starts with that offensive line there. I think that's where it all starts. They may have by the numbers, I haven't looked at the numbers yet. They may have played better, certainly, than they did a week ago. And, you know, maybe a lot of that is, is due to the versatility with his legs of, of Sam Ellinger playing for the first time yesterday. But that's where it all starts. And we've had this conversation before, too. This this team is going to go as far as this offensive line can take it. And it has just been so overvalued, overpaid. You probably saw at the beginning of the game, Danny Pinter was actually working out and working with uh, as the starting center uh, in for Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly ended up starting the game. But th- this is where it all begins right here. Chris Ballard, this was his philosophy. You're going to build on both sides of the football. You're going to build it strong. You're going to build it with depth. And the defensive line can get away with it sometimes, just not consistently speaking. And the offensive line has flat been, to me, the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year is that Colts offensive line by a long shot. This team is 3-4-1, and one, and now the question is, back to the hot seat, is Frank Reich, and I want to argue 
is Chris Ballard. You mentioned the tweets that owner yeah. Jim Ursay sent out or, or the commentaries he sent out uh, maybe to, to, to Mort and others over there at ESPN and other places. What is that commentary, and am I right? Are they both on the hot seat, or is it all Coach Reich? No, it, it's, all, it's all Frank Ryan. I, I think Chris Ballard is there, too. I just think he's going to maintain for at least one more year. Let me explain what happened yesterday. Yeah, Jim Ursay lets this information out. He wants to squash is being talked about as as right now. I mean, we're talking about Halloween. He wants to squash all that mid-season, during the season, going to get rid of my coach and general manager conversation. But what he did not mention and what was not reported is this could still happen. It's just not going to happen during the season. They were just talking about those reports. That thing from Ursay yesterday happened. You know, it's right now. This is the the present. It's not what's going to happen at the end of the year. Uh, You can't deny that Jim Mersey is going to look at this head coaching position and evaluate this, and it's going to be hard to look at the results and want to keep him. And I think that Chris Ballard should be in the same boat, but from what I hear, what I'm told, he isn't, and my expectation is that he'll at least get another year to see what he can put into it. And back to that offense quickly before I know you got to go. 16 points is not going to win you or me or any of us many football games in the NFL. It is simply not. A shout-out to Sam Ellinger for what he did yesterday, but he's still got a lot to prove, and to me he's still going to be a future backup quarterback someplace. Nice story, but as a starter, they're still going to have to go out and get somebody else.